0: When you made it to the WNBA, who's the first person to bust your ass?
1: Ooh, the first person to bust my ass in the league. I have to say, Elena Deladon. And yeah, I think that was the that was the biggest one. I mean, I play in such a hard position where I got like Brianna Stewart, I got EDD, Candace Ooh. Parker. So like every night. I got my it's ass.
2: Heat. It's heat. It's heat. <laughs> Every
1: night I had to mentally prepare about like, okay, what am I headed into? But yeah, I think I think EDD really she served me a couple buckets to where like sometimes you just be hoopy, you'd be like, okay, that was a good one. She got uh, me a couple of times. I was like, all right, all right, that was a good one. That was smooth.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> so we all say, yeah, we all face it. We all get them nights.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you watch film and you like, yeah, I know what she gonna do. This she does something. I'm like, all right. That, that was the
3: one that was the one she caught me slipping <laughs> yo 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 live on location this is a big one for us me and the blackest one we we staying our ass at home here in Orlando and we live on location from Vegas we live on location them AT&T 5G towers keep us connected we got the young legends South Carolina's <laughs> own putting the, putting the state on her back Asia Wilson in the building we appreciate you
1: oh thank you happy to be here
0: Columbia, South Carolina. Yeah, it's nothing in Columbia, South Carolina.
2: Oh wait, hold on! Like, hold on I,
0: I, was,
3: she is <laughs> totally appalled right now. This, like, I went
0: to up. South. I went to. I, I went down there one time for a preseason game. I was playing with the Bobcats, and it wasn't no street lights. I, I didn't know if they were setting us up, or, or what was going on. Then all of a sudden, you just see lights, and then it's a stadium. It's like, oh, okay, that's where everybody at. See?
3: I didn't even know where yeah. everybody
0: lived at. It was just like the town, hey, please, and then please, it was wood. Please
3: correct him and let him know <laughs> please, what's going on in yeah. Columbia, South Carolina, because he is yeah. disrespecting it right now. I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you disrespect my place like that. Like, you know, we got us a couple buildings here and there. We got a little yeah. downtown area. Yeah. We are a football school, so, like, the stadium, that's where everybody at, everybody come around. But we recently kind of turned into a basketball school, which I'm so happy but yeah. yeah, don't try to do us. We got good oh, no, fun. No, I'm not, we I'm got not great stuff tonight.
0: Because yeah. I love the fans. <laughs> like the fans that came out that See? preseason game. It was like, yeah. it felt like I was just playing at home. Like I was back in <laughs> high school. It's just the vibe of it was just just real dope. But Heathwood yeah. Hall, you started as an okay. eighth grader. You played varsity as an eighth grader.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah. It, it, it was actually crazy because I actually wanted to go on varsity as a seventh grader. But it was in a rule book that you know, you can't make the team unless you're an eighth grader. So I played on this like JV team as a seventh grader and we didn't have no playoffs. We didn't have nothing. It was literally like you played X amount of games and then yeah. your season was over. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't what What am I working towards? And then eighth grade came along and I'm like, all right, I, I got to make varsity. Like, this is my main thing. And I did. So yeah, that's where it all started. Honestly, was eighth grade year.
3: Hey, that's crazy. That, so everything, so y'all, y'all, your school obviously went from like first grade all the way to uh, 10th, yeah, 12th yeah. grade. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were
1: a private school. Okay. So it was first grade to 12th grade and I literally was at Heathwood from the first grade all the way to the 12th grade. Wow. So I stayed there my whole entire life. Uh, my parents, How, they, it was crazy. Like I can't even put in words. Like my parents they were trying <laughs> to get me to go to public school and I was like, nah, I, I don't really, I, don't, I, I think I'm good here. Like I think I'm really good here. Yeah. Mind you now, we had, Heathwood was maybe a place where it was about like maybe less than 20% black people. Yeah,
2: so I'm yeah.
1: like, I, it was a different environment for me. But yeah, at the yeah. same time, it allowed me when I played club basketball, that's where I was more in the, you know, people that looked like me. Like I yeah, saw right. my, my, my friends, like honestly, yeah. my friends. But like being at Heathwood, I know my parents got so much backlash because it was like, how you seeing your child there? There's no yeah, competition. Right. She around. And I'm like, no, like it just felt, it just felt like home for me. Like, I honestly felt so great at that school. Then I'm like, you know, I I, I don't mind being here for 12 years of my yeah. life. Like, it was it was definitely worth it.
3: Do you feel go- going to that school, like, as far as culture, culturing you wise, like, getting you cultured and exposed to different things as far as, like, like you said, when you play with your club 10 years with your friends, but... Being in that type of environment, do you feel like that gave you a, a like an advanced edge as far as school and being in touch with all of the different cultures and things you were exposed to?
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Like, I mean, and I got called names out of all the books by my friends. Oh, you're an Oreo. You're a black girl that wants to be white. This, that and the third. So it kind of built my confidence. And I'm, I'm not going to let you all right. talk to me like that just because I go to a school where it's not a lot of me but it definitely helped me out because i mean in in middle school you had to go on camping trips in order to graduate so like it just was a whole different world to me i'm like i gotta i gotta know how to pitch a tent i got i got what is this like i don't this ain't me i'm like i don't i'm the woods (laughs) it's not me mother nature we don't get along but then later on as i grew up i'm like you know what like if anything were to happen to me I wouldn't know how to survive because in sixth grade I had to do this to get through. And like in senior year for us to graduate, we'd have to do a thesis and it was like 30 pages long. And then once I got to college and here I am, I'm like, oh, this ain't nothing. (laughs) I already already did this. I had to do this in high school just to get out. So like it really, I got a different perspective on a lot of things and yeah, people call me all names. Yeah, whatever. They're going to call you names regardless, but it definitely helped me out in the long run. And I thank my parents because sometimes I'm like, "Uh, I wonder how my life would be if I went to public school and I got a lot of backlash. But at the end of the day, like I'm pretty sure I've learned so much different things and that I'm like we went to chapel every Wednesday. It was yeah. like we wore uniforms. So everything was like boom, boom, boom. And like once I got to college, that's how it was. It was like you go study hall, you go here. So like my life was already like in an order Program, yeah. that helped me. Yeah. Like it was like wasn't like I was a, like a robot, but I understood, okay, this is what it's gonna take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was like, okay, this is the shit that I gotta do. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, i have
0: been telling my kids that I got. When you be in the house, you got a structure. You got to go to bed at a certain time. You <laughs> can't have me up all night and you know, stuff. And time about getting up in the morning. But yeah, I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Like, did your did your high school have a history, like any type of history of basketball? That you like, yeah, yeah or or the history kind of started with you because I, yeah, I'm, I'm history, looking at your stats. Yeah. You 35 and 15, like who, who and who's,
3: five get them up out of here too. before you?
0: Because like you know, with with us, with us, like, Q, I went to high school because I knew the history of my high school. I knew mm-hmm. like the players and championships. I knew all this, yeah. so I went there before the history. But you created yeah. the history there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was nuts. Um, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it like that at the time. Like once I got to high school, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna be a normal regular student, just around. Uh it wasn't like they looked at me as anything different. Mm. Um, but yeah, high school, we had one other um girl, her name was Brianna Dickerson. She was, I think, the only player that left that went to play, and she went to play at South Carolina as well. Okay. And uh that was it. Like that was all you heard from Heathwoods basketball. But then when I came along, I was just playing like it was just like yeah. I'm just out here to have a good time, like get my blood flowing, just hooping
2: because
1: yeah. uh, I love it. And that's honestly where it came from. And we didn't win our state championship until like my senior year because yeah. we were just always getting knocked out in the semifinals. And I'm like, what is going on? And like <laughs> I would get so mad because I'm like, people be like, oh, that's an easy league. And I'm like, if it was easy, I would have four state I'll titles. winning right them, I <laughs> Like I don't. <laughs> So um, it was tough. But yeah, it, at the end of the day, when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, like, you know, there's different things that go on in your life that you don't yeah. really realize until you get a moment where you're like, dang, you look back on it, you're like, okay, I, yeah. I, I could have st- started something there. Like, it was yeah, pretty right, cool. Right,
2: right,
3: right. That's <laughs> what I wanted to ask. Like, at what point did that start where everybody went and started seeing you. Cause yeah. you know, you yeah. don't just go from play, you play at Gatorade parade, McDonald's, everything. Yeah, no, the whole South of the Carolina year. coming So out. like at what, at what point did that turn for you? Like what year was that when everybody said, Oh man, this is, she's a big deal.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would have to say it was maybe my junior year. That's when college coaches would kind of tell, talk to my high school coach and be like, Hey, we want to come see her workout. We want to come visit campus. We want to see you. And at that time they couldn't really talk to me. But my high school coach would be like, yo, like, you know, this so and so is here. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then that's when I hear my cl- classmates like, yo, did you just see X, Y, Z? Yeah, she was here to see Asia. Like, that's when it was like, okay, I'm go- I go to school with Asia. And now she right. is like this person that everyone wants to see. And at the time, I'm like, I'm a high school. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then that's when it really hit me when I made my, annou- I made my announcement, my signing announcement on ESPN in our gym. Right. Yeah. and they like it was a half day for the school like they had fans of my face and i'm like oh my gosh like this is all my right. community and like you have people coming from the city coming in like everybody wanted to know where was asia going and i think that's when it hit me i mean you you see that on the men's side all the time it's like okay yeah. ooh, where are you going and they have the hats lined up like yeah. but you didn't really see that in our game yeah. so for me to have that opportunity and to showcase a school that no one really heard of in Colombia. It just felt—I just filled up with so much pride because I'm like, you know, I'm putting Heathwood on the map in a way that you know people would want to come here for yes, basketball, but also to see that it's a great school. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what I was like. Okay, this is cool, but I don't think anybody was ready for the attention that we got, yeah. <laughs> including myself, my teachers. Like, <laughs> no one. And the thing is, my teachers did not let up. When I tell you they did not let up, I was like. Hey, I'm at the sign today and we sitting here talking with a pop quiz. Like, what is going on? (laughs) They're like, hey, you got to get this work done. So, like, I could greatly appreciate them. But, yeah, it was definitely weird because, I mean, the community wasn't used to it. Because we weren't good at football like that. We weren't good at it. It wasn't like a sports school. And now all of a sudden, the whole school's on ESPN. So I'm oh, like,
3: "Yeah, that's that's amazing." <laughs> and it, and it's and, and then the 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 even more so, like you said, it was because of a, a female. Because like you said, yes. you see that all the time with the guy McDonald's All Americans <laughs> and whatever. Like for you to do that to bring a school from out of nowhere on the map, that's huge.
2: That's yeah. huge.
1: Yeah.
3: What school was it that
0: almost got Asia Wilson? <laughs>
1: Oh man, the school that almost got Asia Wilson had to be uh, North Carolina Chapel Hill. Mm. Oh man, I love that school. Like I love anything about it. Yeah, and I like
0: everything. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, the voice was cute. I was like, oh yeah. This is
2: <laughs>
1: then my mom comes in and she slaps some sense into me. And she's like, "You ain't going to school for no boys." I was like,
2: "Alright, I guess,
1: <laughs> I guess you're right." <laughs> but
2: Good yeah, education was, too. I just really
1: loved it. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, yeah, come on, huh? but yeah, that was the school that I was like, you know what? I can see myself here. But then, I, and then I was like, uh, I don't really know about that one. So, yeah. And
2: then
0: that's when I fell in love with South Carolina. <laughs> South Carolina, Diane Staley is one of my favorite women basketball player ever. You know, what I'm ever. saying she was one of the hey. first. I follow her career, mm-hmm. watched up. I love the style, yeah. the way she play, how she was a general. Just to see her coaching <laughs> is is just dope. To just see Dyan Staley yeah. so just still out there. Wow. What about Don Staley that made you choose South Carolina and made you choose her? to lead you on to this yeah. new life?
1: Oh, uh, I would have to say that Coach Daly has done everything that I want to do. Like she has accomplished all my goals. And I'm like, why wouldn't I go somewhere where a coach can tell me the good, the bad, the ugly about it because they've been through it. And mm-hmm. she looks like me.
2: Yeah.
1: like That's just there a whole go. different connection that a lot of people don't understand. Then I'm like, I, you look like me, you can relate to me, because, you know, you've been through it. And I think that's something that I was like, you know, I can't pass up on this opportunity. And it just so happened she was in South Carolina, because I'm pretty sure she was anywhere else, I would go to her. It's like on a whole different wavelength, like I would go and talk to her about anything. She's my second mom. I always say that because she is someone that if I wasn't doing one in school, if I wasn't having boy trouble, anything, I was in her office, and we were just having a conversation, and she was letting me have it. If I was a stupid dumbass, she will say, you a stupid dumbass, along with that boy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, those conversations, you can't really get from somebody that ain't been through it, and no, someone that doesn't look like you. Like, you can't relate to them. So, that is something that everyone's like, oh, what, she you? what did she pitch you? What did she say? I'm like, she was just who she is. Like, she was just real, didn't sugarcoat nothing. So I could, I could
3: really appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's dope for former players who have that ability to to coach and lead and articulate and teach kids like yourself and, and the kids of the future, like like Don Staley. You know what I'm saying? For her to be an African American woman mm-hmm. who's done and accomplished all the things she's accomplished, and for her to be able to come back and to pour into the to the future, somebody like you who can yeah. go to her and can completely relate and not mm-hmm. have to be in a scenario where you at school, you're away from family and you dealing with things on your own and you not, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You you're doing what mm-hmm. a kid would do. You going to somebody, like you said, who's been through it, who's been in those positions, who's an adult, mm-hmm. and they can legit relate to you on all the levels. You know what I'm yes. saying? I'm not disrespecting any other coaches of you know that, 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 that yeah. didn't play or aren't African American, because It's a lot of great coaches out there, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying in this particular instance, she checks every box possible for yep. you. And, and that, really? that, to me, that speaks volumes. And, and just to hear you say those things, I salute Dawn yeah. even more so, just the way she can impact you. And I know she's doing the same for other players that come through those doors. So that, that's just a huge thing for all of the kids yeah. that's coming through her.
2: Yeah.
3: After your first
0: year at South Carolina, what did you learn from your first year at South Carolina that changed the next three years? Because the next three years, you play played a year... You uh yeah. most outstanding player. Y'all win a chip. Like like yeah. after that freshman year, it's like <laughs> shit got real. Like it was on now. Uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I think I realized um just who I was. I think I finally believed in who I am as a player, but also as a person. Um, and I think I gotta give it back to Coach Staley because she saw that potential in me that I probably never would have even thought of if she didn't call me out on it. And, like, it would just be different things. And it's funny because Coach Staley would kick me out of practice because she would say I'm being average. And i will be like, uh uh-uh, I ain't no average player. Like, you ain't about to talk that talk to me. And she would like, go stand over there with the walk-ons. Like, you done. Get out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, uh. I'm like, uh-uh. She's not calling me average. And, like, that's when she was like, you should never blend. Like, I see you blending in. And I'm like, uh, what you mean? Like, what you mean? I'm just doing what you're asking me to do. She said, no, you should never blend in with your teammates. Yeah. And like that's when it hit me like, okay, I'm 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 good. I'm good. Yeah. And I don't mean that in a cocky way. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. I'm a good player. Like I there's she's right. I shouldn't be average. And mm. I think that's just something that I took to heart. And I was like, if she ever call me average again, I'ma show her that I'm not. And then I think I'm like, she knew exactly what she was doing. She getting the best out of me. Like she <laughs> pushed that button. But that's, like, that was our relationship. Like, she knew that she could get under my skin by just saying the smallest things. And I'm like, I can get under your skin as well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was just that. That had to be the moment where I'm like, all right, you're not about to call me average. Like, you're not about to kick me. And she would, like, people, the assistant coach would be like, come on, down, Like, Asia, get back in. She's like, hell no. She don't deserve to be on this court. I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. And, like, that's how it was. I'm like, okay, babe, I'm going to show her why I don't, like, why I am who I am. And I think that's really honestly what changed for me.
3: How did it feel for you to, to power and lead you know, yeah. South Carolina, a team that had never done that before, and to bring the, the whole national stage to your school and you, the most outstanding player, and yeah. it's really in a time where everybody <laughs> knows UConn's winning them all and yeah. all of that stuff. How did that feel to like step in there, and break all it up for a minute? Like, hold on, let me just <laughs> let me just get up in here one time. I mean, like, he how to be one it. of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah. Oh, um, oh man, it felt good. It's like a feeling that I can't even describe because. So many people weren't expecting us to do anything. Like, so many people. I got bashed. Like, why are you going there? Like, they ain't did nothing. They were bottom of the SEC. At one point, it's like, it was different. It just felt different. And I'm like, when people count you out, that's the best time to show them up. Like, that is the best time because no one expected us. We got hit with injuries that year. Everything was – it just didn't seem like it was going our way. Like, they sent us out to Stockton, California. Our fans couldn't travel with us. Like, it was just a lot. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. We, this is different. This is right, different. Yeah. But Coach Taylor would always say, like, winning the championship ain't easy. It may look easy when people do it, like UConn's and the Tennessee's do it for so long. But it ain't easy. And it was just a great win to finally, like, say, I brought this back to home state. Like, it wasn't just, like, the school, but we talking Straight about my on. home state. Like, people knew the best time you could rob somebody's house was on Sunday because everybody had the women's game. Like, that was it. <laughs> like, church get out early. Everybody would be Shit. in the colonial life arena. And it's like we changed the whole state around in a positive way. So to bring back a banner and to still look at it and be like, dang, we really did that, mm. it's the feeling. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is good. No wonder. Like, this is how it feels. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, you experience college, you get the whole college experience. I ain't get a chance to go to college, so I ain't get a chance to experience the dorm rooms and all the fun <laughs> stuff. But, you know, you're one <laughs> of those people that experience the whole college experience. You're a student athlete, you, you're in the classroom getting your work, and you pledge. You pledge, yeah. a.k.a. To, that, you, when you hit the sorority, the full, full. You, you really did your college thing. So how was yeah, that? Absolutely. To his, you know, that's a historic you know what I'm saying? Platform. So like, how was that to just pledge AKA and become an AKA and be with so many just beautiful and professional black women and be a part of it? It was
1: like, it was amazing. Like it was something that I'm so happy, like looking back on my just college career, I'm like, that is at the top five of like things that I accomplished. And I'm so happy that I did because it allowed me to not be in that student athlete bubble. Like, I feel like as athletes, we're put into this bubble to where we see everybody. We had to go to training table. You see the football players. You see the, like, you just see it's a cycle. Yeah, And like, you never got an opportunity to be on campus or in clubs or do anything with the normal kids. With the kids. Because you're always in a gym. Yeah, like, you're always in a gym or you're always (laughs) in the classroom. Yeah, it's no different. So, pledging really helped me because, like, I gained 60 sisters, yeah, and yeah. I, it allowed me to see a different side of campus that I probably wouldn't have seen if I didn't get into it. Let alone, it's just, it's, what AKA stands for is just a great thing to me. Um, I just love all the community work that we put out there. Like you said, just amazing. You're surrounded by just amazing black women that, want, that have the same mindset. Like, and it's just, I just love the feeling of it. And I was so happy. I was a little worried about telling Coach Staley, I didn't tell her until I was like the last, last day because I was like, Lord, this lady's about to go crazy. And like, it was just a mess. Why
0: didn't tell her? Why why are you so scared to tell her? Because she's crazy. Because
1: she's crazy. I I don't know what she was going to do. I don't know what she was going to do or say. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait this out. Wait till you finish it up so
3: she can't make you stop, huh? It's (laughs) too late to
1: stop me now. (laughs) I was like, I'm already, I'm too far gone. So it was like the last day. And I remember that. And I had practiced. And then once kind of we had our probate and everything and I revealed myself, I just see her and my teammates up in the stands. And I'm like, it just was a moment where all my worlds collided. And I was like, wow, like this is epic. Like I just love this feeling. And, you know, Coach Staley, that's another thing about it. She supports you in anything that you do. But you just got to kind of stay a little quiet sometimes. But like she really (laughs) supports you. She really does. So like that was definitely a big, big moment for me is just to be able to like, just see that other side. Like I, we, we like I said, we just always in this bubble all the time. And they just see you as just an athlete. But then once I had pledged and I crossed, I was like, OK, like, I feel like a student now. Even though I did it my senior year, I still felt like I was just like real well-rounded in a way. And I'm like, OK, I'm good. Like, I, I'm really happy with my decision.
3: That's well, this like. is definitely the first mention of a sorority on our show. So you you, 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 you own. Now, I'm not saying that we don't. I think I'm pretty sure some of our guy guests in fraternities and stuff. But yeah. we still never talked about it. This is the first mention. Yeah, and, of and that on the you show, you know, like
0: uh, our celebration that we do, the Knucklehead Celebration. Mm-hmm. It started because we couldn't do we couldn't throw Q the dog hug. all yeah. the way up, so we had the ball. Yeah, our uh, fist. And it changed to something, and now we here on Knuckleheads. <laughs> 5G, everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, everybody want to be the number one pick. Everybody dreaming that draft. That draft is always a special moment. This year, you know, yeah. you can't have the ladies or the gentlemen going to the draft yeah. and getting that experience. How was that experience yeah. for you to be, like, the number one pick of the WNBA and get a chance to walk and shake hands and get your yeah. jersey? And that's that's whole experience and, and, like go for your family. You going to Vegas, yeah? <laughs> right. You, you get going to Vegas, by Vegas?
1: Like, right. And your family
0: there? Like I know that's lot. Right. How was that for you?
1: Oh man, it was nice. It was really cool. Like like I think I remember Sue Bird saying this in the, uh, in an interview. Like a lot of a lot of people may not know you from what school you play or like maybe even the sport, but then once you say you're a number one draft pick, they're like, whoa. Cause like everyone's like, oh you good, like you know what happened. And like ever since yeah, ever since you said that, I was like, that is my life. Like a lot of people may not know what team I play on or anything, but once I say yeah, you know I was the number one draft pick. They're like what? Like wow. So I'm like yeah, I guess. So it was it was, <laughs> cool. it was a lot of fun. Like it allowed my parents to go to the top of the Empire State Building which was hilarious because we just looked like a bunch of crazy people up there, but we went to like Mm. the top, top. So we got to view New York in a different way. Maybe not like your average tourist could view it. Um, It was just cool to just be there, let alone just get drafted. I think that was the night where it was just so much going on. My blood was flowing and like, everybody's like, well, what you worried about? Like, what you nervous? You already know. And I'm like, how do y'all understand? Like this is this is the draft. Like yeah. you you dream of this. Like you this is the draft. This. Like it was just nuts. Like I I remember I couldn't sleep, yeah. my hands are sweating. I was like, hey, AJ, yeah. you gotta get yourself together. Oh no, you like but you like one-
0: everybody else? Cause I be thinking about them <laughs> steps, like, ooh, I got big feet. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to trip on the
3: steps walking up or nothing. Yes. Like, <laughs> I always thought that too. I'm like everybody else looking at you, like mm-hmm. you ain't what you sweating for. You you the top pick, you you easy street. Like I'm the one over you don't know whether I'm going it's 6, different. 22, or thirty-six I was thinking, six or anything. I could learn, like like,
1: like all- Nobody going to even think about me getting dressed. They are going to be like, she the good that fell. So I was like, was just, I was just running in my mind, like, just don't trip, don't trip. And then, and like, once your name gets called, it's like my heart just, like, stopped. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is it. Like, this is the best thing ever. Like, honestly, it was. Because I'm like, I'm a professional athlete now. Like, I'm done with school. Bye. See y'all. I'm a professional athlete now. And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. And let alone the president during the time was an AKA. <laughs> she was my soror, so we went up there and threw our pinkies up. So it was like pretty cool to have that moment oh, with okay. her as well. So draft okay. night was crazy. Let me ask you
3: this: how how was it was it difficult or easy for you to get your outfit for draft night together? Because I know how it was for us as guys. Now, now for y'all as women, it's got to be even more.
1: Yeah, like, I had to, like, have my main, so I was good.
3: Down, but shoddy. then
1: I got it made for me to just stand up only. And it was like a strip going down my back. So <laughs> it was only made for me to stand up. So when I sat down, it was like, it was just tearing. I was like, oh, Mom, oh. I don't know if I could do this. Oh.
2: <laughs> so I couldn't get my
1: shoes on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this this is, I was is, like calling the my mom, the I, was that like, you mom do I, I was in the
1: bathtub trying to put my shoes on because I literally could not bend like I couldn't move and my mom comes in she's like how the hell are you going to sit at somebody's table I was like I don't know <laughs> I
2: was like I really don't know I I
1: really don't know so we're, I was late to the bus and everything and I'm like walking like please don't pop nothing I just got to make it to my chair so I was like leaning in the chair like this and then when they would call my name, I'm like sitting up and I'm like, I had a choker piece and it was like choking me. And I was like, I can't do this. I said, I'm like the faint right here at the dress table. And then my mom was like, are you nervous? I said, I can't breathe. Like my, 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 it's struggling. So I was actually really had, I don't know if I could have made it past one. Cause I think I would have passed
2: out. But oh, no, so when she called did, my name, I
1: like, whew, time to Let's stand up. So yeah, that was my wardrobe. <laughs>
2: Exclusive, that was my struggle. exclusively. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your first year, you now you playing against the best in the world. You know what I'm saying? Your first year, you mm-hmm. win rookie of the year. But like not only you win rookie of the year, you look like an all star out there for a team <laughs> that's like a, 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 a expansion team, a team that just started mm-hmm. this year. So yeah. you know a lot of girls that kind of got shuffled on the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But how was that? For you like that first year to play against the best and see like, oh shit, I can hold my own
2: against yeah, some of these it girls. Was, it
1: was, it was nerve wracking, honestly. Like I was just so, so nervous to just play every single night because like you said, we ain't playing no SEC. This is like the best in the, the world. Best, yeah. and, and it's just like, Wow. And I was coming straight off of just the collegiate season. Like, we don't have a break, honestly. You yeah. get drafted, and, but then a week Right to the going. season, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I still got to transition from the collegiate game. Like, I was just like, what is going on? And let alone, I had Bill in my ear saying, go ahead, lead this team. And I'm like, what you mean, lead? I don't know what I'm doing. This is my first time in this league. Like, you I asking me to here. lead these vets. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I just got like That's not, like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to think about all these things because I have to try to tell a bit what to do and then do what I need to do, but also try to defend a person who's been in the league for like six years. So it was so much that I had to think about that I'm like, wow, like it kind of made me forget that I was a rookie. Yeah. I kind of just threw that out because I'm like, OK, I need to handle my business and I got to hold my own. So like rookie year was a lot of fun, even though we didn't make it to the playoffs. Yeah. And we were almost, like, the worst team in the league. But we grew together, which was yeah. a lot of fun as well. We grew a fan base. Uh, but it was just... It was so nerve-wracking. Like, I'm like, oh, my goodness. This, this
0: is this is it. Like, after your first year, you, you know, you play so good, and now you get Cambridge. It's like... Yeah. Y'all like the Twin Towers. Like, I had y'all to win <laughs> the, the championship last year because I was like, shit, y'all ain't going to stop now. And especially... <laughs> When y'all gave a few games up in the playoffs, and then came just had the interview was like, oh, they can't take it. They might need to get out the kitchen. I'm like, oh yeah, they ready now. <laughs> like for, for to have a, a player of her caliber that's so good to play with you, and then the role players yeah. you have, and like you had Ty Young, you had um, mm-hmm. oh, I forget this girl name every time I think about saying it ain't a point guard. But but y'all have all these good yeah. players around, and then the shot. I know people say when they win championships, you got to have luck, you got to play good, and everything got to kind of go into play. So when I seen oh, yeah. the lucky shot that she made after the steal, I was like, oh, yeah, they winning the championship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you I, and everybody else.
3: See, she laughing
0: to yeah. keep
1: her right now. <laughs> that was
2: a
3: spot that you just bringing <laughs> on
0: us.
2: She I like, did, she I like, Because I was passionate about that. That was my pick
0: last year because I, I was like, that's just too <laughs> <laughs> unstoppable. To 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 go yeah. in when y'all went to the post more, I felt that y'all was mm-hmm. too unstoppable. They didn't have enough fouls for y'all. So how was like last <laughs> year in trying to getting that and seeing what y'all really got in the U and Cambridge being that yeah dominant together.
1: Yeah, it it was it was a lot of fun. Like I think that was my second year was a lot the year of learning. Um, like I really learned a lot about myself and my teammates because we really had to adjust to adding Liz. And to adding sugar, like we had so many different pieces, then that we we're like, okay, it's going to be adjustment. It's not going to be like rookie year where you get up fifteen plus shots. Like it's going to be different. So like I was just happy because I got hot very quickly because it was second like year, but it was just pretty cool to just see on paper. I was like, Woo goodness, this is a nice fire tea. But then like once we got together, I was like, okay, we got some nice things going. Like everything was like we were meshing together very very, very well. And yeah we came up short and also the basketball guys was with us with that shot. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I still, it still plays back in my head. But like, I think that was a year of like a lot of learning happened. So this year, my third year, I was like, okay, I'm like so excited to get back on the court because I'm like, this is the time. Like, yes. Okay. We build our first year. Second year we learn. Now it's like, okay, third year, we about to get this thing going. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun adding. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a lot of fun just seeing, everything come together, even though it was at the end, but you learn so much when you lose an elimination game like that. Those be the games that you like, okay, we got to go back to the drawing board. So I, I was, I was, wasn't was too pleased because we didn't win it all, but I was definitely pleased about second year.
0: One of the things I like about your game is uh, you a big, you are big, you are uh powerful. Sometimes you play center, but you can step yeah. out with range. Like you got a jumper. <laughs> like, like who, who instead, Hold on, I'm gonna say instill because folks were saying I was too, because I said installed like they didn't know what I was saying last interview, but I'm gonna say instill, I'm gonna correct the word. Who instilled the jump the in your game?
2: Oh,
1: I would I to have say to that. say my dad. Okay. <laughs> my dad probably really helped me because I didn't hit a growth spurt until my freshman year in high school. So I was like mm. a late bloomer. So my dad was like, okay, I'm working with a guard here. Like, okay, we're going to see what we can do. Because my dad's like six, eight, so he's a big dude. Mm. So he was like, okay, cool. Like, this is what I'm going to work with. So he really just kind of helped me focus on just the face up game. Because he saw me as just a little five, seven girl. But then once I started hitting my gross work, it was just something that we just continued to do in training. Like, I never let that, let that game get away from, let that part of my game get away from me. So I have to say, I have to give all the credit to my dad because there'll be times when I'm like, oh, I really don't want to be working on this jumper. But like, that's what he would do. Like he would always say, you know, this is what you need in your game. This is how you need to handle it. So he's definitely someone that has really put that and influenced me to get that face up jumper. Yeah.
3: So would you say the fact that he played overseas ball for 10 mm-hmm. years professionally, like he was able to be your personal trainer growing up telling you and showing you anything you needed as far as hoops?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was definitely the trainer in in my life. Um, Every day we'll go to Heathwood and we'll just get shots up. We'll train. He'll put a weight vest on me that I absolutely hated. We had everything like it was just like, I'm not dealing with this. And it'll be times where I was like, Ma, either he go or I go because I could not stand because I never saw him (laughs) as trainer. I always saw him as dad. So I'm like, why is my dad? like being so hard on me Major but in pain. his mind yeah like, i was <laughs> like oh no one of us gotta go mom like it'll be time i wouldn't talk to my dad for like a week i'm like i'm not dealing with you get out the house like bye so like he really kind of helped me he really developed me into my game and, and when i tell you i was not the best i i didn't even play on my AAU team my first two years And my dad was the assistant coach, and he didn't even say, Let my daughter play. I'm like, Dang, I must (laughs) really suck my own daddy won't let me play. So, like, he really kind of was like, You know, I'm not going to let you go out bad or sad. So, come on, let's get to the gym. (laughs) Uh,
0: Pretty girl wear pearls.
1: Yes. I'm sorry I don't have one, but yeah. Tell us, tell us how did Uh you fall
0: in love with, with the pearls?
1: Yeah. Oh, my grandmother. I actually have her tatted on my wrist. Hattie, okay. w- Hattie Wade Rakes, she was someone that was, like, my listening ear through anything and everything. Like, she was, and I like, growing up, you know, as a girl, it's kind of tough. My head was big. I was unproportioned. I had a whole rubber bands <laughs> up with my socks. I looked a mess. Like, I was a hot mess. <laughs> but my, gra- my grandmother was like, you know, you got to have confidence in yourself. You got to be who you are. And so yeah. she gave me my first set of pearls, and she said, you know, pretty girls wear pearls. And, and I'm like, oh, my God, this makes me pretty. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this on. So I would wear it with anything. I wear it with my school uniform, sweats. I wear my pearls anytime. And, like, that really just kind of, that was just a motto that I always had in my head. It's like, it doesn't necessarily mean, like, flawless, pretty girls, but just being pretty in your own way, in the inside, being a woman who cares herself very highly. And that's where it all came from. My grandmother, she passed away in 2016. I uh, hate she couldn't see the national championship. But, like, I always knew she was going to be there with me. So, uh, yeah, she was my number one person. Her only game she ever saw me play was my freshman year at South Carolina. We had an exhibition game at noon. So, yeah, that, that's that's the woman behind the pearls.
0: <laughs> how did you feel about uh, – rest in peace, Kobe. How did you feel about Kobe and how he supported the women's game and how he was, you know, one of the best in the game and given a lot of support yeah. for the women's game and his daughter – It was one of the ones that was coming up. How did you feel about that?
1: Man, it was something that really, I mean, it touched the whole basketball world's hearts. But definitely, I think the women's game as well. felt it just as much as the men's side. And it's because I don't think I've seen anyone put that much energy and effort and just really love into our game until Kobe. Like, Kobe was someone that was put down, was like, this is who I'm supporting. I'm going to rally behind them regardless. And, of course, everyone. I mean, the NBA, they, I mean, you guys, y'all love us. Like, that's the support that we need. But, like, Kobe, it was just different. And I think he felt it because he had his daughters. Like, he felt yeah. it on that level. And um, we were so grateful to have him come to our game. He came to a couple of our games. Like, he came to our All-Star. So, he was very visible. It was someone that you saw and was like, oh, my God, he's here. Because that is Kobe. Like, it's Kobe. Yeah. So, like, he really, really did so much for our games that he probably didn't even know uh, how, how many people that he touched within our game because. Like we hear about it, but you don't really see it like that. Like we, we, a lot of people come out to our games, but it's like when Kobe came out, it was like it was for the bigger picture. It wasn't just being in there to be seen or being there just to you know support us. It was like bigger. And like you said, Gigi, she was up and coming. I mean, they were all up and coming, and that was like the next generation to change to. To hopefully, you know, our our early's already on the upward scale, but they were going to be at the top of just the change of our league. So. I rest, like you said, rest in peace to them all. But it was just something that I really honestly never seen. Like, he was rocking our jersey at a Lakers, I mean, our awesome tootie at a Lakers game. Like, you're yeah. like, wow, like, you really, like, that's yeah. big time. Like, you don't really see that. Yeah, so, like, for him to go out of his way yeah. to have everyone support us, that was just huge. And, you know, he's the realest. He's still the GOAT. He's always going to be that. And just rest in peace, honestly.
0: Speaking of jerseys, y'all got the dope, do y'all have the dopest jerseys in the WNBA?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> super biased. I don't see anybody else touching those <laughs> colors. Are fire? Yeah, no. Don't <laughs> black and red. I mean, you can't Yeah, that's us. We got the finest jer- jerseys ever. Like that's me. I'd be too happy to put on my red jersey. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> <And> Oh. <hold. laughs>
3: How is it for you playing? Like, how how is it playing in Las Vegas? Like, yeah. uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's obviously y'all getting the Raiders about to be out there. It's about to be
1: sports oh yeah, it is, literally in pregnant. Vegas. I mean, what how, is it, it cracking? It is lit, like, always.
0: <laughs> 24 hours.
1: It's so nice. Like, it would be mid-game, and I look over, like, Flavor Flav's in there. I'm like, Flavor Flav. Like, Flavor I mean. Flav. Flav. Flav, Like man, I'm like, Flavor Flav. Like, it was just so dope. Cause you just never know who comes to the games. And like, yeah. you already know I have time performances be fire. Cause you know, we on the strip. So it's like, it's just <laughs> a lot of fun. It really is. You can tell that Vegas really needed sports. And now that they have it, they're just so, and like MGM so invested into us. Like it is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Like I remember when I first got drafted, me and my family, we're driving down the strip and there's just this big marquee on the Aria. It's like, welcome Asia Wilson. And I'm like, I'm like Yo, like, this is
3: incredible. Like, this is, like, this is fire. Yeah, I man. Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> we got to make it out there to get a couple games or something. Go out
2: there and
0: go
3: check yeah, it out, right. man. <laughs> it is a
2: lot of
1: fun.
0: When you got hurt, when you, when you had the ankle injury, you was out for, like, mm-hmm. four or five weeks. Was that the first time you can kind of, like, sit and kind of see everything like stuff kind of mm. slow down cuz you you went from college initially playing in the season then you go overseas then you playing back in the yeah. season with them 4 weeks I know that's not long to you got to kind of really look at it, it but with them like 4 weeks was time <laughs> was it was it <laughs> time to kind of reflect and kind of sit back and like all right I can see stuff and slow down for a minute
1: Yeah it was it was definitely a time where I'm like all right, let me get my mindset. Let me mentally prepare with what I, and at the same time, I was like, okay, let me mentally prepare myself for when I come back, but also how can I help my teammates? And I just, I, that's the time that I was just so happy for D'Erca Hamby because she got put into a role that she wasn't really used to at the time. Cause she was our sixth woman coming off the bench, but then she had to put up. she came into a role and people would say, oh, you got big shoes to fill. But she handled that role so great. Like it was a moment where I'm like, "Oh, I can come off the bench." Because like De'Ara, because she handled her business, and like that's when I saw, you know, not necessarily the team doesn't need me, but the team, like we're a well owned machine. Like we can put in somebody, we can switch it out. Anything can happen because we just had that chemistry. So it's oh god, it was the worst. Four to five weeks of my life, because I'm like, okay, I want to play. And then they moved me from the crutches to the scooter. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like I'm about that. to get out of this boot. Honestly. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's too much. Like, I was just like, I just want to walk. And then like, well, you can't at the you moment.
0: <laughs> What what did you do on that scooter that you ain't supposed to be doing? Because you know you got that little <laughs> uh, scooter. It's like then yeah, you mess around and hit a curve too hard and kind of length on the boot a little bit too hard. You like did anybody see? <laughs> it was time where I
1: would catch myself falling, and I'm not supposed to put pressure on my ankle, but I had to to catch myself from falling. I am like, oh, that just sent me that just set me back a week. And I'm like, dang it. You know, you know we're not yeah, disciplined.
0: No. You know we're not disciplined. I mean one time I was right. uh I didn't pose I was on crutches, but I was driving and stuff. So I didn't pose the uh put no weight on my leg. So, you know, I'm, I'm driving and stuff. So one day I forgot, I guess I ain't closed my back door all the way. So I'm driving and stuff. So I just hop out the car, like, just to close my back door, and I just fell because I ain't put no weight on my leg in about two months. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking in the middle of the road seeing if somebody see me mess my stuff up. <laughs> I just remember stuff. You know, when you be hurting, and you're an athlete, you're so
3: anxious, yeah. it's like you can't sit still. Right, <laughs> hey bro, if it was oh, if, if it was for real, hidden cameras, bro. Like we, bro, you know how they, everybody be on them little, them little Segway two wheel joint. <laughs> <laughs> boy, I ate it so bad in real life. In real life, forget it, forget a TikTok or a video, boy. I'm talking about in real life. I had my whole right side was bruised. It was crazy. I said, I came in. I ain't never get on that thing again after that. I was outside. I hit, when I hit it, I couldn't even walk home straight, but I was limping. I'm, I'm carrying this little thing. I'm carrying, I'm limping. I say, boy, I felt like said did a almost hurt my whole right side.
0: Hey, I'm just thinking about that. I know they gave you a scooter. I know something reckless. Yeah.
1: Happened. I was like, uh-uh, I gotta get out of this. I like, I gotta, I'm done. Get me out of here.
3: Tell me about your experience going over over to China to play, and in, and in, in eighteen and nineteen. How how was that for you?
1: It was a culture shock. It was very very like very different because you know when you go to like Europe or you know like Spain somewhere, like you can say or do what you mean. Like if you say fish or chicken, like you can kind of mimic right, what you want. Right. But in China, it's like. Oh, we don't know what that is. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, how am I supposed to communicate? And I had a translator and my dad was there with me as well. So he was kind of putting me at ease because it was just a huge culture shock for me because, you know, it's just different. You're in a whole different place. No one understands you. You can't even think that they understand you. And at the time, it was like, OK, I'm here to play. Let's go. Let's ride. So the league, I mean, I'm not gonna say that it was like our league was the best of the best, but it was definitely a league that he was like, okay, I can get a couple points here and there. Let's go ahead, let's ride. So um, that's how it was. I was just like, you know, I'm here to play. That that's like let's just do it. Let's just go for it. Um, but it was it was different for sure. It was definitely different. Right. So, <laughs> when the food's so, looking back at you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not rolling. I'm not rolling. I don't want nothing with eyes in my plate. No. <laughs> Hey, so tell me what you thought, well, what you think and how how you felt when they came up with the new CBA that kind of, you know, put you guys in a different situation where I don't know if everybody still has to go overseas or not, but I know that it is, you know, things are are, are on an uptick as far as like trying to get things more even for you guys and and more fair. So how did you, what, what was your take on the CBA?
1: So oh, I think it was it was great. It was great the way that they handled it and everything that went down. Um, and like you said, I think it was key to finding different ways to where it's fair and, and for everyone. And I think that's key to us. And I just remember Candace Parker, when, she, you, when we would tell people, yeah, like this, we got this, we got that. They'll be like, oh, you ain't already got that. And it's like, no, we don't. <laughs> so for that to now be in it. And I'm like, wow, like that's when I was really seeing growth in the league. I mean, I saw growth in my rookie year when numbers was going up. We were on Twitter, the Twitter games and things like that. But when our CBA came out and you really kind of saw, okay, I get a room to myself, like, that's pretty cool. Like, I wouldn't be able to get a room to myself until I was, like, a fifth year, and I'm like, oh, my yes, goodness. That was
3: crazy to us. <laughs> like, when Candace uh, told us that on the show, I was like,
1: what? Yes. Adults it, it, have
3: to
0: share rooms? Like I got, got I got kicked out of meetings for buying my own room. I coach you to do that
1: shit. I'm like, bro, I make – seven million dollars i'm not finna stay in the room right. with a motherfucker right <laughs> right so just have those little things like that i was like okay we're on the upward like we're on the upward hill right now and i'm just i was happy to see just the growth and also just the talk around it i think you saw a lot of people invest in our game because they're like oh wow like we're making something shake and i was just so happy to be a part of it and uh just still be in it uh, honestly because it's 144 spots in our league. that's it, it ain't no yeah. G League, it ain't no nothing. It's like that, or you just not in the WNBA. So, like, I'm just so happy to be one of those 144 that's in it.
0: Yeah, I've seen a lot of girls getting weighed and stuff like that. A lot of girls didn't make 10. Yeah. And that's that's sad to see, you know. You, yeah. you always hate, you know, when, when guys just come into preseason, you always hate to be around a guy for two weeks. He'd be cool, and next thing you know, <laughs> He waved or cutting and gone, yeah. you know? I don't think I ever yeah. looked
3: at it like how you just said, where it's only 144 spots, no GB, mm-hmm. no nothing else. I, did, I had never thought about the WNBA like that. I, that's such a smaller number than what we have. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, that is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 12
2: teams, 12
3: spots, like that's it. Who did you, when you came up, who was
0: the female that you was looking at that you was like, I want to be like her, I padded my game after her, or, I took a couple of moves from this person or that person?
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. That's a good question. Um, it's like a mixture because I, I'm too young to actually watch Lisa Leslie play, mm-hmm. but I just loved her style of play when I would watch it. Like I mm-hmm. would just be like, okay, you would see cl- clips of here and there where they're talking about her and things like that. But then I had an opportunity to meet her because I won her award my senior year mm-hmm. and just speaking with her and the way that she spoke to me, I was like, Oh my god like you're you're the, you're my role model and i always yeah. knew you were my role model. but i'm like yeah you just steal the deal because she's such a lady like she's just who she is she won so when she hears herself off the court <laughs> yeah like i'm like you're the one like it's it and like it that was a moment where i'm like okay I, I, lisa Leslie, you got it like you're it you you're it but then like <laughs> growing up i could watch candace parker play of course so like she was definitely someone that i'm like okay this girl's good and i just want to follow her career out because she's gonna go very very far so when i played against candidates i was like all right you can't be acting like no starstruck like you gotta lock her up right yeah it it wasn't the best at times i kind of picked up (laughs) here and there (laughs) but it was good to be out there like when they say your idols become your rivals, if that's legit like it's really real definitely (laughs) true it's definitely true when you get to that league
3: tell, tell me how it is Playing for the bad boy, Bill Lane Beer. And then him having you two get How is it that? It really is different.
1: Because my rookie, I was like, all right, I don't know how this is about to go. Like, I don't really know this man like that. I just know how <laughs> he played. I don't know what's going on. But Bill is actually, he's a right. player's coach. Like, he really wants what's best for you as a player. Like, he doesn't care what it takes. If he got to stare at somebody down, he's going to do it for you. Like, he is really on our side. And it's just great to have somebody like that behind your back, let alone what comes behind him, of course. But like he is just someone that's just like if you if I didn't do well, if my head's down, he's like, hey, pick it up, like keep going. So he's constantly in my ear all the time. We always have conversations, side conversations and stuff like that. And he just really likes to pick your brain, but let alone you can pick his brain. Because, I mean, coaches basketball IQ, it's so good. Like, yeah. he just knows things all the way down to just numbers. Right. He's constantly reading stuff. So, like, he's always in tune into the game. So, that's someone that I'm like, okay, like, this is good. Now I, I ain't trying to get no playing time out of him, but I'm like, okay, I need to pick your brain a little bit to see how you see the game. Right. Yeah. He,
2: Minus the fighting. <laughs> right. Now he
3: was somebody that I grew up. I grew up a Bull, I'm from Chicago, Bulls fan all my life growing up, and I hated Bill Lane beer. But like watching <laughs> what you know, as you get older and you you understand different things. Like I totally respect him. Even even right now with yeah. everything you saw how, you know, whatever he's dirty in the left. La- I respect him. He still got his same stance. Yeah. He's unapologetic about it. I didn't hey this is how I played. This is how I went. And I ain't what? Like and I I, I, I love that a hundred percent. He like, I ain't yeah. what? I ain't about to like what you want a statement? Like, I still feel the same. That's the statement. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I I respect yeah. it. And it's like, you know, playing in the league and being in the league, you you can you learn to look at it different. And I and I totally respect the way he went about his business. And and like you said, he's smart, yeah. he knows the game, he's still coaching the game and mm-hmm. and, and you know, you, nobody can't take that away from him. You. You're a two-time champion. Yeah, The players, yeah.
0: and the, his players and his teammates always speak highly of him. So regardless of yeah. what they put out Ty in Young the media, Ty Young did too. Ty Young spoke highly of him too. always see yeah. people just speak highly of him all the time. So he did not you know, change. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, you looking at it on TV, it, it looked like something, but it really not.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that dude is the same like people's like oh is he different i'm like no <laughs> when they ain't shake hands he would not shake hands today like he does not switch up for nothing nobody bill is bill the whole time it's so funny when people like ask him or like recognize him, like, oh you're bill and here he's like yeah <laughs> i'm like all right y'all need to back up i <laughs> need to go somewhere <laughs> so yeah he
3: that's him Tell me what inspired you to to, to come up with your foundation Ooh, yeah. and, and what, 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 what got you to do that?
1: Yeah. Um, as soon well, and my junior year in high school, I got tested with a learning disability called dyslexia. And it's where you get numbers and letters, a lot of things mixed up and a, a big chunk of work. You get it mixed up in your mind and it makes it very difficult to understand and read. And it was a very, very low hard point in my life because I'm like, OK, I'm an athlete. I'm just I'm coming up into the world. And now they're going to think that I can't read. So it was a point in my life right. where I was like, I don't know, like I, I don't like this. And my parents, they thought I was being a lazy teenager because I'd be like, I study all night. And when I get this test, I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. So they thought i would being lazy and wasn't studying. But then they got me tested and it came back that I had dyslexia. So all the way through college and I give Coach Daley pretty much half the credit on this. Coach Taylor would make me read our daily devotions before games because that's it's no cure, but that's how you can get comfortable with just reading aloud. And when I tell you I was so nervous, I was like, I'm terrified because I'm like, I don't want people to think I can't read. Mm -hmm. It'll be times where I would just memorize stuff so I just wouldn't have to read it. And so it was very, very hard for me to deal with the fact that I had a weakness. Um, And then that's when I got with Players Tribune and I wrote my story about it. And that's when I saw a lot of people related to me that was like, wow, like my son has dyslexia, my daughter, I have it. So it was like it let people know that they weren't alone, but let alone the whole time it was letting me know that I wasn't alone. And when I got and I would tell my parents, I was like, you know, as soon as I get out of college, I want to help. I want to start a foundation that's surrounded with a learning disability. And that's when it all started. My mom was like, well, what do you want to do? I said, well, I want to give resources to children to help them. Because if I didn't have, I had a pen that would listen to my professor while I'm taking notes. So if I miss something, I can play it back on the pen and I would be able to hear my professor. And I'm like, if I didn't have these little things in my life to help me overcome this, who knows where I would be? I wouldn't be this comfortable with speaking about it because it took me a long time to speak out about it. So I was just like, you know what, mom, I want to I want to form something to help children and their families with learning disabilities. And that's where the A.G. Wilson Foundation came from. And it's hard to believe that we're maybe like 16 months old. Like it's it's still new, but we've raised so much money because I think people just really see what it can do. And I'm just so happy and grateful for everyone that's been around it. So.
3: Yeah, that's how the foundation got started. <laughs> no, we that that is that is awesome, and we salute definitely. you Thank doing you. that. Like using using your platform and and, and sharing your story, because like you said, and and sharing your story, you see how many people it helped, mm-hmm. but also it helped you along the yeah. way, and you didn't even set out to do that. So that's that's awesome, yeah. and you're using your platform in a positive Thank way. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm definitely believing that we did this. We did our articles with. Uh, with Players Tribune, and it was like, it was definitely like stress relief. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it like it, it, it released, and then just to hear the positive feedback you get mm-hmm. from like the people who would be like, man, I, I relate to that or I understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from, that, that's definitely a dope experience. I yeah. um, thank yeah. Players Tribune for even just putting that out because right. I think that was dope because I definitely was a firm believer, go to the grave with it. <laughs> right. I ain't telling nobody. Right, yeah. nah, and, I,
2: and I and I think
3: I think y'all this this generation of, of the athletes, both male and female, y'all represent a uh, openness with y'all selves mm. and with things that y'all have going on that the our generation would never yeah. we wasn't going like if we had like Kevin Love speaking out mm-hmm. the way he did, you know, with, with his mental health thing, like all of those different things, people we didn't have a whole lot of that in our generation, yeah. and obviously the generations before that, because that was that was seen as like you weak. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, what I'm saying I, I'm proud of of this generation, and, and you got people like you stepping up, using your platform, letting little kids know that you not you not crazy, yeah. you not different. It's look, it's somebody that's a number one overall pick mm-hmm. that had these same issues, and I'm still successful, and I still achieve my dreams, and I'm still doing it now. So like to have those examples of, of stars. Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody that's not a star. It's like, you know, they can, they can still dream that They could be you yeah. or whoever else to have those same things. So I salute you, Kevin Love, and everybody like y'all and just going out there and putting those, putting their stories out there and sharing with, yeah. with everybody, because it's, it's huge, yeah. it's needed.
1: Yeah, and it shows that we're human. I think we, as athletes, really get caught up in the whole, oh, you have all yeah. the accolades, you're this, you have the yeah. perfect life. But then once I kind of released that letter, I could just tell by the response that I was getting. They're like, oh, my gosh, you're human. Like, you go through stuff. I'm like, yeah. hell, yeah, I go through stuff. Like, I get through the day just like right. you get through the day. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, it, I think it was good for everyone. And like you said, this generation, just to show people we're human. We feel the same things that you guys feel. Like, it's, it's real.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, and they get to get a glimpse. They get Mm -hmm. to get a little, get a little glimpse into because I I remember when I put my letter out, a lot of like, uh, I got a huge response from the New York area Mm. because you know a big part of my struggle happened right when I got to New York. I lost my brother; he got killed in Chicago, and so you know they them as fans they got to watch me for four years play but they didn't really know yeah what me the person the human being was doing. like you know like mm-hmm. you said they think oh you making 10 million dollars yeah you got a perfect life no problem. Like, <laughs> nah, bro like my brother like my first year my brother got killed when I first got here and mm-hmm. that that sent my whole New York thing up and like I wasn't right until yeah. you know what I'm saying like I ain't get situated till I got to Miami mm-hmm. and it's messed up but like Then once you put that out there, I started to see the response. And they was like, you know, the fans, different Mm -hmm. fans, different Mm -hmm. people, different players coming up to you, talking to you like, dang, bro, I didn't know you was, you know what I'm saying, going through this and that. And it's like you kind of, like you said, it's therapeutic. And you see that you are actually helping others, Mm -hmm. but you helped yourself Mm -hmm. along the way too. Yep.
1: Yep.
0: Who is your uh, favorite five, not your top five, your favorite five women's players?
1: Ooh, favorite five? <laughs> I would have to say, ooh, Don Staley, of course.
2: Yeah.
1: Lisa Leslie, Cheryl sooks mm-hmm. mm. Lauren Jackson. Ooh. And she was and a then, beast. Yeah. And then I gotta go with Diana tarazi oh, I think everybody that is love like That D. D. <laughs> yeah,
0: Rossi. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, uh, you was uh you were selected to play for the Olympic teams this 2020. Mm-hmm. They ain't not gonna have it, but your old coach was selected to be the coach. How was exciting? <laughs> wow, wow, wow. How was how was excited was you when you heard like to be selected and yeah. to be coached by your coach again? It was uh,
1: it was actually crazy. Like uh, when she found out we, I was still in college. I can't remember. I think it was my junior year. And I remember when they told us that she had a press conference, I was like bawling in tears. I was like, oh, my God, Like this is amazing. Because I'm just like, this woman looks like me. Like, she is someone that has really, like, shattered the glass ceiling in this way. And I was just, like, overwhelmed with happiness, as I always am. Because I'm like, I'm a bucket of tears when it comes to just, like, good things happening to great people. So I was just, like, really, really excited to, um, you know, see her in that light. And I remember when we would play, we would hate when she would go with Team USA because she'll come back and think that we some Olympians. We're like, hold on, hold girl. I know you was just with Sue and Diana, but you here with me. Like, I know you're with foul, but you got me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was just like, dang, like, I would – we used to can't stand when she would go. But, like, then being in that atmosphere, like, when we went to the World Cup, and like seeing her in that light, I'm like, oh, they grew up so fast. Because it was just like, she's like, she gets in her element and she's just a different person. And, and it's like a great feeling to see her succeed in that way. So it was pretty cool. Start,
0: bench, cut. Start, bench, Uh-oh. cut. Don Staley, Lisa Leslie, Diana Taurasi.
3: Oh, love. Wow. That's like the I whole go to this He and you with the
1: go-to-dissue. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I'm I've gonna do struck. this just to make just to make Coach Dilly mad. <laughs> I'm cutting cutting oh. Coach daily oh.
0: It's a hit out <laughs> on <laughs> you right Coach now. Bailey. Hold on hold on <laughs> when you ain't gonna get all us in trouble we all ain't gonna get our ass <laughs> whooped for that one Nah you can't do that
1: here <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna come for y'all I'm Coach Daily. Um, I'm a start Lisa Leslie, and I'm a bench DT. But she gonna come off the bench though, so it's all good. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Just to make Coach Daily mad, you're cut, Don.
3: <laughs> straight That's up, crazy. You got anything else, too? <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got you know, I got my million dollar question. When you first got the money, she first money. she only two years in, huh? You know, she, <laughs> She got some money though. She the number one overall pick, B. Like, yeah, chill out, right B. Like, that. you know, she right talked that number one overall pick talk. Like, that's a little bit different. Unusual pick New, CBA and, New oh, CBA and everything. New CBA is coming, yeah, you know. I, room, you, I
2: feel you. Go you ahead,
0: go you ahead. Know, I apologize. Let me, let
3: me ask my money question. I
0: apologize for that. I apologize that. <laughs> oh, Like goodness.
3: I was, Like, I was fixing to say. <laughs> when the money came, you know, what did yeah. you do? Like, even though it was probably a little recent, is it, it you know, we... <laughs> got to treat yourself you know pretty girls love pearls did you get yourself some pearls or something
1: did you upgrade the pearl game what happened what did you do when you got yourself some change in your pocket what did i do oh i bought you know those new ipads like the big big ipads okay i bought i bought i bought one of those and then i bought a, a macbook Pro air, like I bought two Apple text
3: products. blurs right quick. Look, couple yeah. text blurs real quick. Look, you, something usually,
0: nice. you put make them make on nice. their way, you separate them. I can't get them all at <laughs> once. I
1: gotta in put car. something yeah, on they this side. Like, yeah. I'm gonna try again in two weeks. But yeah, <laughs> I got those out. I got those too. So I was nice. very happy with them. Yeah, make it oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah.
3: You know? All right, that's been a wrap, man. This was too awesome. We appreciate you, the young legend, legend Asia Wilson, come through pulling up Me on us. Too. This is big time. She is she is staying at home in Las Vegas, live on location. Me and D. Miles is staying our ass at home live on location here in Orlando. But we got them five G towers, so we staying connected. You know, we're AT and T five (laughs) G. We appreciate you for coming through, young
1: legend. Thank you. thank you so much for having me. theplayerstribute.com.